It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I got to report a robbery. You see, many things have changed. Since I was born, innumerable situations have either come to be or have come along and been replaced by what we might call better sense. I don't care what age you are. I don't care. Since you were given life, you have seen transition. That is why, to me, it's so bizarre unbelievable, and and dare I say, even unrighteous, that nowadays, the way that men and women view each other seems to have not changed in my lifetime. (laughs) We still seem to have somewhat of a, I love Lucy vision of a woman and a father knows best version for men, even though those shows aired in the 1950s and nobody even knows what they are anymore. Oh, sure, sometimes we might flip the script. Sometimes we have the man play the woman's role or have the woman don the male dominant. But there's still some sort of the contention that men and women cannot get along and will never get along. And because of that disagreement, there's a range of emotion that comes forth from comical aggravation all the way to domestic violence. Once a man is convinced that a woman is stupid, he will treat her that way, thinking he is meant to be the domineering figure who needs to be respected. When she fails to provide that, He will dump his angst and the full brunt of his testosterone upon her. If a man believes in this, he becomes dangerous. And if a woman believes, she must be sneaky or sinister or manipulative to get her way. Then she will cheat and lie and convince herself that men are really dumbasses to such a degree that she no longer finds her own mate, attractive. The fact that a book entitled Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus gained any success at all, and that comedians like Steve Harvey can make hay on the premise that men are very different from women, it just prevents us from ever attaining the full potential, the full potential, I've just made up a word. What do you think? The full potential that we have on this planet. It's evil. Yeah. It's evil. A society that will not accept racial prejudice, sexual orientation alienation, or will not accept religious 
bigotry will gladly sit and giggle over some script promoting men and women being impossibly united. So the result is when two groups of people cannot agree on equality is that one group quietly assumes they are superior while the other group silently smirks over their own prowess. You know, men even occasionally pretend like women are smarter only because they know deep in their hearts that the, the, the statistics still keep women in the green room refusing to let them come out for the best interviews. Some religious women will pretend to be subject and submissive to their man because he's the king of the house, which gives her the power of playing queen, which offers her no power, no real power, other than her crowning achievement in the bedroom. I'm sorry. We've been robbed. It's wrong. And it's retarding us. <laughs> yeah. It's allowing us to believe that we can remain dumb as a stick and it's okay. It's slowing up progress, even in racial issues. Because I want to tell you right now, if 50% if of the population can't agree on equality with the other 50%, what chance does 13% of the black population have for gaining footing in America? Once we decide that gender predetermines intelligence, strength, will, and power, after all, it's willpower, it's not Wilhelmina power, we will most assuredly, if we accept that premise, we will most assuredly assume that women may be more intelligent, but just not as good at being leaders. There are three lies which cause us to get stuck in the mud with no movement on this issue for at least 100 years, for it was. My dear friends, it was 100 years ago that we finally decided that women should be given the right to vote. Since then, only tiny increments of improvement have occurred. Almost a simple tossing of a couple daisies to the damsels in distress. Are you ready? Three lies. Three lies that are robbing us. Number one, they are different. If we can convince men that women are different or women that men are different, we can become leery of each other, too sensitive, and also unwilling to compromise because we can always hide behind the differences causing the conflict. Well, that's just the way men are. <laughs> well, you know women. Uh, Even though we giggle about it, our actual human bodies, men and women, are 90% the same. Even though people insist that women are not capable of strength and might, it is the female of our species who bears the burden of giving birth and certainly carries the first fruits of child rearing. 
even though some women would love to believe that men are so crotch-minded, crotch-minded, that they cannot access their cerebrum, history shows us innumerable gentlemen who rose above their lust to leave something behind that would last. Different has become the code word for inferior. Do you see that? So when we say black people are different, it's a black thing. We're only establishing the difference from them with us so that superiority can reign. And when we insist that men and women are different, we are touting how much more valuable the attributes of one is, one might be, over the other. In other words, men are stronger, therefore they should be the big chief. Women, on the other hand, are nurturers, so they should have jobs like teaching and caregiving. These are actual words you'll hear tomorrow on TV. I'm not making them up. Which leads to lie, too. Once we convince, once you convince yourself that people are different, then you have the license, it seems, to proclaim that they're weak. If you sit and watch an evening of television, the situation comedies you see are like a tennis match, bouncing back and forth the ideas that either men are weak or women are weak, men are weak, women are weak, brought, brought about through accepting the premise that since they're different from each other, that difference shows a weakness. Once you establish difference, then you point out why those lackings make the opposite sex weaker. One of the worst ways this shows up honestly, is in human sexuality. For some reason, no one ever teaches men where the female penis is. I'm referring to the clitoris. They don't teach men where it is so the men can stimulate it, and therefore she could have an orgasm and maybe look forward to sex and pleasure instead of viewing the encounter as an opportunity to cheer on the man. You did pretty good tonight, big guy. <laughs> we see this certainly in Fifty Shades of Grey, where the woman receives the great part of her stimulation by being excited over being taken. Instead, instead of being taught and using her own power to be in charge of her own orgasm and therefore free to enjoy the festivities at her own pacing. Number one, once you believe that men and women are different, it's easy to move to lie too, which is the belief that one or the other of them is weaker. Whether you call them the weaker sex, the fair sex, the evolved sex, or the nesters, men are made weaker by the idea that their brawn overcomes their brain. I, I think this kind of leads to the third 
obvious lie, maybe the greatest lie. Since men and women are different, and one or the other is weaker, therefore they're adversaries. The adversarial position between men and women not only takes away the joy of sex, the glee of family life, but it also keeps us from a well-rounded view of humanity, which includes both a feminine and a masculine brain. I believe we learn from each other. If we don't, I don't get why we're here. We're not enemies. The great women in my life have taught me how to be a really good woman. And I hope that I might have helped them become more manly in their humanity. After all, many people worship Jesus of Nazareth who came to be flesh. It doesn't say the word became man. It says the word became flesh and dwelled among us in our midst. Study him. He was not macho. He was not overwhelmingly manly. Nor was he a girly girl. But both men and women were drawn to him. After all, keep in mind, Jesus did not preach a pink gospel for the girls and a blue gospel for the boys. Just a single gospel for people. We are not that different. If you feel the need for that, you might ask yourself, why? Why do you need your woman to be only feminine and not able to stand toe-to-toe with you? Why do you need your man to be macho and masculine and not your confidant? And please understand, God knows one sex is not weaker than the other. We were never meant to be adversaries, but rather helpers. Encouragers, supporters to one another. The good news is we can render a gender which ends up really being just pure humanity. And the better news is if we do this, our sexuality, our mentality, and our spirituality will explode with the joy of being together with one another. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.